0: Alright, we're back and we got the full squad here today. We got Spencer Jenny, Jason Hirschauer, and back, good as ever, Urban Moola. What's up, boys? What's going on? What's going on? Alright, so we got a full slate of things to talk about today. Um First, we're going to talk about the uh, the controversy regarding the college athletes getting paid. There was that whole scandal and uh, like uncovering that happened late last week. Then we're going to move into the college football games that unraveled on Saturday into Sunday, the NFL games. And then we'll talk about some NBA news and some other uh, miscellaneous things that... You'll hear if you keep listening to the pod. So without further ado, I want to jump into late last week, um, Chase Young and James Wiseman. It happened almost like, I think, a day after one another. Um, So Chase Young is an Ohio State defensive end. He was he's projected to go definitely top five. People are saying even number one. Um, He was suspended four games for accepting a loan from a family friend that it was reported later that uh, he paid back in full. So I think that was interesting. And then um, also James Wiseman, who was on the Memphis basketball team, who was also projected to go lottery pick, um, was ruled ineligible because his coach, Benny Hardaway, helped his family move. So with all this conflict and... Um, just uneasiness people are complaining that they should get paid or that it should be le- a little less strict more lenient for the players so someone that is into college sports as much as Spencer I want to start with you so how do you feel about this controversy what do you, what do you think should be done I mean for me I have wrote a few papers about it or written a few papers about it and I'm clearly on the paying athlete side so like for incidents like the Chase Young and James Wiseman incident, it's just it's it's sad to see that the NCAA is kind of taking advantage of the athletes and they're not letting them like get compensated or you know not getting not letting them get any help from family friends or anything like that, which is sad to see. I guess. Yeah, I mean we're all in college and we know how hard it is the grind of school work and I can't even imagine the stress that they're under. Um, I mean, definitely like a D one
1: sport. You know, it's not easy. I'm sure they have a lot of expenses that they uh, have to like, you know, come up with themselves. So they ain't yeah. Easy. I don't know
0: though, because on the other side of it, their food is like next level stuff. They're they get like first priority for classes. They get first priority for a living situation. So part of me thinks that you know the full scholarship that they're offered is. I mean, I think the, the rare case of like Trevor Lawrence or, uh, you know, other big time college football or basketball players. I mean, a normal D1 athlete is fully compensated with what they receive in the advantages they get compared to students. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely both sides to it. You got they're getting these massive amount, like pretty much full rides, most of them and that can save their families just thousands and thousands of dollars in the long run. So there's that. And then there's also that they are the pure source of revenue for these multi-billion dollar corporations. Like the NCAA is making such a large yeah. amount of money off of them. So I think it's a really interesting case. And if I, were, if I had to, um, like if I had a vote, I would say that the NCAA shouldn't directly pay them, but I think they should be allowed to, like, sign sponsorships and gain revenue yeah, outside of the I sport. Agree. Yeah, and I believe there was Based already... I just lost connection a little bit. All right, it's all good. Spence, so what you want to finish your uh, argument there? All right, I guess we lost them again. So, I think the main... <laughs> the, uh, the back and forth... But, I don't know. Irvin, do you think it'll get resolved anytime soon? Or is this going to be a back and forth for a while now? Irvin? I'll pick up off that. Yeah. (laughs) Dropping like flies. (laughs) What the heck? Uh, Yeah, so, I think in the James Wiseman case, prior to coming... Prior to coming to Memphis, it shouldn't really be an issue. Uh, especially, I think it was like eight hundred dollars or something, and well, right. Andy repaid the loan. So, and it was it was from Penny Hardaway, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that gives him. It was before he was a Division One athlete. I mean, granted, I don't know if Penny Hardaway knew James Wiseman before he was committed or how that worked, but I mean, most circumstances like that. I think it's not fair how the NCA kind of... They kind of, like, investigate this stuff. I mean, because if they weren't Division One athletes, then they wouldn't be investigating these, like... Stuff like this. So, I don't think that's fair. They should be treated with, in, with like, students in that respect. But, yeah, like my point ar- earlier, I agree with you that... You know, paying uh, the athlete's cash would not be the best because for multiple reasons. One... How are you going to levy that against, like, the Big Ten, SEC? uh, Because they all don't make the same. And two, uh, just allowing them to make whatever they make off themselves is the most fair way across uh, all schools and all players. Yeah, that's a good point. Irvin, are you back? All right. um, So, I think we're all kind of coming from different – points of view on that. Um Spence wants the players to get paid. is mm-hmm. a little like so so and me and you are kinda we think they should get some source of revenue. Compensated at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um all right, so staying within collegiate athletics, we had those a good slate of games this Sunday or this Saturday, excuse me. Um that L S U Alabama game. I hope Spence joins back in because I wanna hear his take. Um, what a, what a game. So I'll start with you, Jay. How, were you watching that game? Yeah, it was crazy. First off, I thought Alabama's defense... I mean, Joe Burrow looked great. But Alabama's defense did not look good at all in the first half. Uh, you know, it didn't... The score at the end of the first half, it, it was worse and it seemed because uh, Joe Burrow led the drive that led to a score with two minutes left. So... Going into halftime, that was uh, But, you know, Alabama's offense for me wasn't the issue. I thought it was more their defense, especially in the first half. Yeah, I I definitely think it was – I mean, it was just a complete shootout. The final score depicts that. It was um, – the def- both defenses couldn't seem to get a stop late in the game. Um, but Joe Burrow, I mean, he had his Heisman moment, I think. He just – to go in Tuscaloosa with that defense and that crazy crowd and he just looked so calm and every time they panned to him he was just like it was a normal game like it was Idaho in the third quarter whatever um, I think Spencer's back in do you want to touch on this? Yeah sure um, I mean me personally I think that LSU played one heck of a game uh, much props to two of her play. but I mean I think LSU really showed they're the clear number one team in the country. I don't care if Alabama or uh, Ohio State scored 100 points in their game. I wouldn't put them at number one at the um, college football rankings. So it was a good game all around, though. Yeah. Um, I, I was th- oh, sorry, Jake. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I was talking to Spence earlier. And he said Alabama should be bumped out of the top four. And I, I don't agree because I, I look at it as. So I think you said Georgia should be four, but I look at it as. If, Georgia and Alabama, I, I would say. Yeah. go for it. Yeah, in the short term, they should. Pack twelve. Keep or... cutting in and out. It makes the SEC win, and, and there's. Just... <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I guess we <laughs> lost <laughs> we them. Got... We got some of that. Perfect. My point was... Yeah. Oh, everyone's back now. We got everyone coming in and out. All right, my point was Georgia and Alabama. If you look at both of their um, like track records, they're both one-loss teams, and Georgia's was to unranked South Carolina, and Alabama's was to LSU, who was ranked above them, yeah. and technically should have won that game. I agree. I disagree with Spence. I don't think that... Al- and if Alabama... Like Spence said, for the short term, I mean, because what would grant them coming back into the top four? Because it's, I mean, Georgia's most likely not going to lose. I don't know who they play, but I mean, Alabama winning out still, how would that put them back in the top four? Because most likely right. the top four teams are going to be undefeated. Yeah, that's that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Um, so if I had to guess, I would say LSU one, Ohio State two, mm-hmm. and then you go. I would, I don't know. I guess Clemson Georgia, three. Uh, I don't. Oh yeah, Clemson three, and then I would say Alabama four. But I, I agree. With what you, was your Jake. argument?
1: I think. I think it's Alabama. A lot of people just Clemson, at... Alabama,
0: Baylor. I oh, mean Baylor. I mean for this hardcore. coming week, I agree with you, Jake. I have LSU one, Ohio State two, um, Clemson three, and Alabama four. I just don't think that at the end of the. Regular season, I don't think Alabama is going to be in that top four. I think it's either going to be Oregon, Georgia, or probably either Minnesota or Baylor. Okay, okay, uh, that's a different argument. Yeah, that's but, better. Than um, it. yeah, yeah, and I think there's still like a lot going on. I mean, nothing in stone, obviously, but um, that it's going to be a great into the season. I hope um, my my Penn State mini lions took a tough loss. At Minnesota. I knew it was gonna be tough, but they, they just looked completely out coached, outplayed. Um PJ Fleck and his Minnesota team, they they came to play and that that's not a tough I mean that's not an easy uh, venue to go and play in, but I thought that if you would have told me that K J Handler and Pat Fryermuth had the numbers that they did, I I would have said we would have got the dub, but Penn State defense struggled down the stretch and could not could not stop uh that Minnesota quarterback who looked really, really, really good. So, did any of you guys get a chance to watch that game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Tanner Morgan completed over ninety percent of the passes, and this is the first time Penn State all year uh, let uh, any offense complete over seventy percent. So, but Minnesota didn't have any tests up to this point, and it makes me wonder if they're kind of for real or for not. Uh, Minnesota plays uh, – I don't know who they play next week, but they still have Ohio, Ohio. State. So, yeah, that should be a yeah, win next week. State. Yeah, well, they got Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, they got Ohio State next week? No, they got no, Iowa, no, no, no. then Northwestern, then Wisconsin. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Because they play the East. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they play the West. Um, but, yeah, So, yeah, I, mean, if that, they, I can they, see them winning out. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if it'll be good enough, especially right. if Clemson is undefeated too, as I assume they will. Yeah, I think it's more of the SEC bias. Like if if Minnesota is undefeated and their only quality win is Penn State versus Alabama is one loss mm-hmm. and they lost to a tough LSU team by five points, I think they'll give the edge to Alabama because I mean, and I don't blame them. That that that'll get the most viewers. I think that is truly the best. Uh, yeah, the best teams. So. What do you guys think? This was, I believe, the end of week 11 in college football. Mm-hmm. Who, who are we thinking for the Heisman right now? Jay, I'll start with you. I oh, don't know. Burrow had a dominating dominating performance. It's tough. Probably between Burrow and... I'm going to pick Burrow as my favorite right now for just doing one. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, Spence, what do you think? Unbiased I honestly- I honestly don't even know why this is a question. I mean, even if I wasn't an LSU fan, Joe Burrow is clearly the Heisman favorite. Yeah. He really separated himself. Like, he that run in the fourth quarter, that 20-yard run to set them up for a touchdown at the end of the game, that was a Heisman runner. Yeah, that game definitely solidified him as the front runner, but if you look at the stats, Jalen Hurts is putting up great numbers. I mm-hmm. mean, Tua was banged up, Tua was hurt that game. And I don't want to like make excuses for him, but he just did not look himself. I remember there was a 3rd and 3 uh, they were at, like, the LSU 40, and he had a wide open running lane, and mm-hmm. he decided to force a ball in. And it's just it's, – he wasn't himself, and I, I could tell. But I, I agree. Burrow really stepped up, and, yeah, he, sh- he showed up. I, I mean, it, I agree yeah. with you, too, about Tua. But, like, in my opinion, I think the injury really only affected his running – like, if you're saying, if people are saying that, oh, he had a bad game because of the injury, well, he still had over 400 yards passing and four touchdowns. So I'm not sure how that really affected him. But, like, yeah, you're right. On the fumble, that probably was a factor. And then on the th- uh, third and three, where they couldn't have gotten a, or where he could have got a first down, that was definitely a factor. But I don't think it really took into account, like, the throwing or anything like that. I think Jalen Hurts earlier in the season was like, I mean, he was probably the front runner. Oh, definitely. I don't know. Since since Oklahoma has been having such close games, it's hard to solidify uh, and kind of have explanations for why Jalen Hirsch win. I mean, when he's winning forty two versus forty one versus you know non ranked opponents, and they should have lost that game too, which is mm-hmm. funny. But yeah. All right, so we're we're kind of all over the place with that, but we'll see how that ends up. Um, Let's move into the NFL games. Um, we had some a lot of big upsets this week. It was it was really a fun week. Uh, I had red, Z- red zone on for the one o'clock games, and Andrew Siciliano at like three fifty was struggling to like keep up yeah. with all the close games. It's going back and forth between, it. he's like yelling at the guys. He's got like two games. It was it was pretty fun. Um, so. Let's start with the the biggest surprise, in my opinion, was the, the Falcons. They took down the Saints. Drew Brees, I mean, he was back. But that Falcons D, for some reason, they just shut they shut him down. Um, Herb, did you get a chance to watch this game? Um, I just saw a little bit of the highlights. But,
1: you know, it was a good, strong performance by the Falcons. Like you said, you mentioned their D. Um, Matt Ryan was back. He... For I think like one hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns. They had like a really strong fourth quarter, so I think that was the main reason they uh, edged it out over the Saints. But I mean, they got like one win there, but it's it's not like a a big deal of their season. You know, they're still gonna go get a losing record this year. But I mean, who knows? We'll see.
0: Yeah, I think that it saved Dan Quinn for another week at least, but he wasn't looking too good. Uh, what about your thoughts on this, Jay? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, everyone's really allowed to have one you know, Super Bowl team are allowed to have one like kind of fluke games. I mean, it, it was weird that the Saints were at home when this happened, but I'm interested to see how the Saints back, bounce back. They're still projected uh, to make it to the Super Bowl, so still the favorite in the N- N- NFC uh, odds-wise uh, in Vegas, so... I don't know. I don't know if this is a fluke thing for the Saints, but we're going to have to kind of see. And it's, I'm going to have a better idea tonight after the Seahawks 49ers game who's the favorite in, in the NFC. Spencer? Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't believe that the Saints are in any bit of trouble. I mean, if you look at, um, like, the like, who's favored in every single one of their games that are left, they're favored in every single one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that having Alvin Kamara come off his injury, especially this week, um, they didn't utilize him that much, which, in my opinion, was very annoying. Just me having him in fantasy, but like, how do you only give the one of the best, you know, players in football? Period, only four carries and only ten targets. When eight of those targets came on one drive, I honestly just don't understand that. And Drew Brees looked god awful. So. so, yeah, I, I was going to so. touch upon the uh, the absence of Kamara. It was interesting. They, they just abandoned the run game once they fell down a little bit. And I think, I mean, Michael Thomas had a phenomenal game. And they he's, he's really one of my favorite receivers to watch. He's open every play. He has great hands. But, yeah, that, the Matt Ryan did what he had to do. They, I think um, Julio had that one really big play. But other than that, I mean, that defense has looked incompetent. This season, and they really strung it together. I think I saw something in the middle of the week last week that Dan Quinn was giving up uh, the de- defensive play calling to someone else. So I think that might that might have caused a spark in the uh, in the players or whatever. So, yeah. well, it's interesting to see the Falcons. I don't have any hope. Saints still have the Super Bowl aspirations. Um, moving on the the Chiefs Titans game. So the Titans. Tannehill tore tore apart that Chiefs defense. Uh, They scored with like 30-ish seconds left to take the lead by three. And I I turned to my room and I said, this is too much time for Mahomes. He's going to get him in field range. I just know it. So, and he he goes, yeah, he goes down the field 60 yards like he's done against the Patriots numerous times. And Bucker lines up for, it was a deep field goal, I think it was 53, and uh, it gets blocked, so the Titans come away with a win um, at home against the struggling Chiefs team. But Mike Vrabel and the boys, they had them, they had them ready for that game. I got to give them credit. So, um, Irvin, what, what are your thoughts on this game, the Chiefs going down? Um,
1: I, I was kind of surprised because, you know, you're really hoping for the Chiefs. Like, everyone's kind of like rooting for Mahomes this season. You know, he's been playing well. Um, came back from an injury too. Um, the Titans played really well. I mean, props to them. That block, I'm like, keep rewatching because it was like a really good block. Um, but yet again, the Titans five and five. It's not really big, like a like a big difference in their season. I mean, maybe a little bit of a morality boost on their part because uh-huh. they took down like probably one of the most talked. Um, player in the NFL right now, so maybe yep. they could uh, maybe pull together, maybe get a couple more
0: wins. Yeah, absolutely, Spencer. What do you think? Um, I mean, my main takeaway was how bad the Kansas City Chiefs defense is, and I think it really showed in this game. Reason being is because in the second half alone, throughout the entire year, they've they're averaging an like against them. 90, I want to say 90 yards of, rush, like, of rushing in the second, half. Half. My my second my half. half. And that's just not going to get it done. Yeah, they're running defense. I mean, Derrick Henry looked like an old self at Alabama. He had, I think, over 180 yards. Yeah, 180. He, yeah, he always seems to have one of those per season where he just goes off and looks like a he's a tank. I mean, I wouldn't want to tackle him. Um Tyreek Jay, Hill, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, Ty- Tyreek Hill. There was like four times it was third and long, like third and eight. They gave Tyreek Hill like a little screen pass or like a little shovel pass, and he picked. Like I could have sworn that he was going to get tackled. He picked up, you know, just enough to get the first down. Uh, you know, the Chiefs they have so many weapons, but like Spence said, their defense is just unreliable at this point, and if. They want to make a run like they did last year. They're gonna to have to pick up their defensive slack because Mahomes. They couldn't have done really much more on offense. Yeah, like you, like you said, Jay. Like there's only so much Pat Mahomes can do, and like if he keeps on trying to literally do everything for the team, like you're not, you're gonna be in shootouts every time, and you're not gonna win every single shootout. Unlike last year when he had his historic year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, that, I know exactly which plays you're talking about, Jay. With those. Third down, screen pass, and there's like three guys surrounded him, and he just beats everyone in a foot race to the sideline. It's it's really special. He's insanely quick. Um, he had me yeah, searching you, his track highlights yesterday. <laughs> you guys gotta check it out. It's unreal. He's he was clocked at like 22 miles per hour, like unofficial 40 of like 4-2-1. Like, uh, My God, yeah. The, the, you look around that team, and the weapons are just. It keeps going on. And I think Mahomes was similar to Tua, was still a little banged up and a little reluctant to be in full Mm -hmm. self. But he looked good. I mean, I think it was that's two weeks off that like dislocated kneecap, and he looked almost his full self. He had that cool jump pass on like third long, that was really cool. Um, But I'm not worried about the Chiefs. I'm still, if I had my choice. Patriots. I would not want to play them. They're my number one team. I'd rather play the Ravens than the Chiefs. So, wow. um, I want to move on to the battle of New York, the battle of MetLife. <laughs> um, this game was hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> the, yeah, the, uh, uh, it was a battle. Though they were battle, the mighty. <laughs> yeah, they were. The mighty Jets came away with the win after a long, hard fuck game. Um, Jay, did you get a chance to watch this game? Yeah. Daniel Jones, it said he only had like one fumble because he had one fumble for a loss. He had th- three total fumbles. <laughs> he's, I don't know if it's the offensive line, if it's Pat Shermer, but I mean, the Jets had six sacks. So, I mean, it's not really all on Daniel Jones, but he's got to stop fumbling the football. And secondly, for the Giants, Saquon had one, uh, one yard on 13 attempts. So one for fantasy. That was grueling. But two, I mean, the, the Giants' main source of offense uh, being limited to only 13 attempts. I, I guess if it's if it's not working, I mean, they gotta throw the ball, but they, they gotta put. I mean, he's the best running back in the league. They gotta put uh, him in better situations to be able to run for more than damn one yard against the Jets. I I thought Darnold kind of Darnold did a little bit uh, better this week and but the thing is Le'Veon was shut down too so I don't know what you guys thoughts are on that. Yeah both both defenses really I think they took initiative to shut down the run and force the quarterbacks to really um, like take over and Daniel Jones if you look at the stat line you would think he put up like crazy good name a game I uh, went against an fantasy of like thirty points because he had like three hundred yards, four touchdowns. But he he just he makes so many dumb mistakes. Both of them actually. Um, Spencer, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, I agree wholeheartedly with Jay. I mean, Daniel Jones now in this season has eleven total fumbles. Not all of them were turnovers, but eleven total fumbles. Saquon. I mean, I know he got hurt and he went got a. Uh, when I got a X-ray today, everything checks out okay. But that just the that performance was god awful. Um, Darius Slayton played pretty well. Golden Tate had some nice run, uh, nice runouts on uh, short passes. But I think if the Giants, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I feel like Daniel Jones really has to, to try to throw to Saquon more and get him more involved in the pass game because like there's been too many games this year where he hasn't thrown Saquon more than five balls, and Saquon is more than you know he's more than uh, known to like get more than five catches a game which is like is normal yeah I do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate I mean Daniel Jones yeah he has he's not looked very good but I mean he's he's gotten thrown in this really tough situation and I don't know if you guys saw but some of these throws he's making are very very impressive like he'll drop some balls in and I'll be like whoa that that's like yeah. I mean, he, he shows flashes right. of Eli Manning. Like, they're literally the exact same player. And I think th- their defense is really the issue right now. Like, he's, yeah, he's not playing perfect, Jones. But I think he's doing what he, I'm do- he's doing a decent amount. And if he yeah, defense to yeah. just get one big stop, they could have won that game. So Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's doing, I mean, much worse than Tyler Murray. Or, you know, much better than. Or much worse than uh, Jameis Winston to kind of compare a little bit, right? So I, I think it's more on the defense too. Urban, what were your thoughts on this this uh, interesting back and forth Jets Giants game?
1: I mean, I wasn't even planning on tuning in. I mean, I'm surprised they put up uh, what, like combined 60 points. Yeah, that's I that was that's a pretty high scoring game in my opinion. I thought it was going to be like a one of the teams were going to like come away with, like, a 14-10 victory or something. But, you know, like, you guys were talking about Daniel Jones. I mean, he had four touchdowns, 300-plus yards. It looks like a good stat line, and he's, like, he's, like, kind of getting the job done. And in my opinion, I think he's only – he's not going to, like, do wonders in the NFL, but I feel like as the time progresses, he's going to get better. And like you said, like, we might see flashes of Eli – so I mean, you know, the Giants are known to get lucky from time to time. So you'll never know what happened with uh, what could happen with Saquon and Daniel Jones together. So, yeah, I I think Daniel Jones going to
0: be a starter for at least the next five years. He, he looks pretty, yeah, I agree pretty good. with that. Pretty good. I agree as well. Um, I just got the word Pete Alonso wins NL Rookie of the Year and Jordan Alvarez AL Rookie of the Year. So just for those uh, baseball huh. fan listeners. Um, moving on, I want to talk about one last game in the NFL. Game last night, Vikings Cowboys. Um, It was that was a cool, pretty good game. I enjoyed watching that. Um, It was really like both teams played very well. I'm not even gonna lie, like both quarterbacks didn't make many mistakes. The defenses were solid. The only, I think the everything was pretty. I think just Dalvin Cook played better than Zeke, and I think that's what took the Vikings over the edge. So, Irv, what do you what do you think about your Vikings? I mean the game was kind of like a back and forth. Uh, Minnesota
1: after the first quarter, they were up two touchdowns. so it looked like Minnesota was kind of controlling the game, but you know you can never rule out the Cowboys um, which they did brought bring it back in fact, but then we took uh, we took over the lead. Dalvin Cook, you know, I love him. He's you know he's, he's great. He's gonna be a good uh, good starter for us for the next upcoming hopefully. Upcoming years, um, and like you said, I think the reason the Vikings won it, it was because Dalvin out kind of outshines Zeke in this game. But other than that, yeah. um, we also were out feeling. We got another dub, which shows we can do it. Um, like with the run game, we could kind of get points up on the board. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think we got the Packers next week. So, uh,
0: like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: So hopefully, we could. Uh, get another dub get us a little okay. closer to Optimism. the playoffs
0: Optimism from, from Earth. and uh Spencer what were your takes on this game um I think that this was one of Dak's personally like personal best games that, I, that I've that i seen mm-hmm. him play um I thought it was kind of you know uh, unfair to him that they took the ball out of his hands in that last strike because I really think he could have got it done especially with the way uh, Zeke was playing he played absolutely terribly um you know, Dalvin Cook basically doubled his production, like on top of Zeke, and even Alexander Madison only had eight carries, and he out he outran Zeke. Um, but I mean, it was a good game to watch. Cousins had a pretty decent game. Dak Prescott, like I said, one of his best uh, passing games looked really competent out there. But I mean, it, it's just it, it definitely gives me questions about how the Dallas Cowboys can finish games because. They have the talent, and they're talent-wise on, on paper, they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. But having a five and four record with the easiest schedule in the NFC, that's not a good look. All right, Jay. Yeah, Zeke all year kind of hasn't really impressed me at all. I don't know what you guys thought of it is, but I mean, I'm told that like this was be Zeke's year uh, after his holding out that you know. He's going to lead the NFL in uh, rush yards per game, all this, touchdowns. But Yeah, Dak Prescott, very impressive. I got him on fantasy. Completed 20 of 48, six pass attempts, uh, almost four yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, and his sole pick was at the end of the game. I thought Dak Prescott played great. Uh, They got Detroit next week, uh, which could be a tough game for them, honestly. Uh, Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, like like Spence kind of said, they they got kind of a easy. Uh, it's only getting tougher down the road, so if they want to win, uh, the uh, their division because Philadelphia is going to have a good record at the end of the year, so it's going to be a pretty tight finish between that division. Yeah, that NFC East is definitely interesting. Um, I just want to say, like, I want to go on a mini rant here. That that guy. Madison is that his name, Spence? Yeah, yeah. Alexander Madison. Madison. Yeah, <laughs> I have Dalvin Cook in fantasy, and every time I see that guy Madison like uh, have a good run, I always think it's Dalvin, and it really makes me mad because they have the exact same like physique and the, the dreads and everything. So I just wanted to put that out there. I hate <laughs> that guy.
1: I mean, with the Vikings, um, they do like a good job, like not like like um uh, like the Panthers. They they rely on McCaffrey almost every play of the game. And I feel like they're just gonna tire him out by the end of the season. So the Vikings are doing like a good job kinda like distributing the ball with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. So you know it doesn't tire out the running back.
0: Yeah it makes sense. A little bell check uh scheme going on. Wait you guys wanna do picks for tonight? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll start with you. Seahawks. I, it's not that, I do, it's oh. not that I don't trust the 49ers, but I think the Seahawks are due for a huge win. All right, Spencer? Um, I mean, me personally, I'm going to roll with the 49ers, even though I think it's going to be a, a very close game. I think that Russell has some basically uh, throw in a game with touchdown because, obviously, he's capable, capable of that. He's really capable of keeping the defense on their toes with his ability, running ability. But um, I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing so well right now. The defense is locked in, especially with that new addition to Emmanuel Sanders, and they're going to get it done.
1: Um, I want to say that I want to see a lot of touchdowns tonight. I think we will. Russell Wilson, I feel like he's just going to pull like 400 yards, two, three touchdowns. But I think the Niners will put a fight. Um, I think my pick is 49ers. I want to see another another
0: win keep the undefeated streak going. Alright. Um, so, for my pick, I think I have a little bias against Jimmy G. do not I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, I don't know whether it's because the Patriots traded him and all that drama or just I don't think he's that good, but that Niners defense is I love watching them play. They're so good and they're really underrated. Um, they fly around the ball. They're just super active and I love watching them play. And then on the other side, the Seahawks, I mean, Tyler Lockett has really developed into a top five receiver in the league. Chris Carson's running wild. Russell's looking like a MVP candidate. I'm interested to see if the Seahawks' defense can hold up tonight. But if they do, I think, and I'm going to pick the Seahawks in hope that their defense limits Jimmy G and limits uh, the, the Niners' running game just I think Kittle's out tonight right um, yeah I don't think he's playing I don't I know that I think he's I think he might be if he is playing he's gonna be limited so I'm taking the yeah. Seahawks um, alright so that, that wraps up our NFL talk um, there hasn't been too many storylines in the NBA so I thought I'd pose a question I mean this I thought about this in class the other day because I was watching Luka Doncic, just uh, his highlights, and I, I love watching that guy play, he's, he's incredible. And it sparked me to uh, think of this question. Um, if you were a, an NBA GM, who are the top five NBA players that you would start a franchise with today? So I don't know if you guys already have a list or if you if you want some time to think about it and I can go first, um, does anyone have a list? I'm not um, even thinking about this one. Months.
1: I was kind of thinking about it earlier. Uh, kind of came prepared a little bit. All right. Irv. Um now are we doing injured or non-injured cuz
0: yeah, everybody injured.
1: anybody. Yeah, know. anybody. Um so I think point right now it's tough cuz I, I Kyrie's just incredible with the ball. Uh, but then like you were talking about Doncic. He's really fun to watch. Um I like I'd probably go with Doncic, number one. All right. You have to, I have to go with Harden. You know, he's he's really good. I really I hate like him. Harden. He's I mean, he gets points. It's just Hate him. No, he gets he gets the job done. He he does a lot more than just get the job done, but it's just like his team I guess just doesn't can't work together well. I guess he's not like a team player. He kinda wants all the all the shine. Um, Definitely pick LeBron. I know it's kind of a bandwagon there, but you have to have LeBron. Um, I was watching some more highlights. Giannis, of course. Pick Giannis, too. And then another little bandwagon is probably Kai, uh, Kawhi.
0: You know, he's just a freak. Mm. He's good all over. So, that's probably my top five. I, was, I wasn't thinking, like, uh, like point guard shooting or if that's what you were doing. I was just saying, like, the five best uh, that you would start a franchise around. But I like that. I like that like. I, I kind of just um, did my
1: lineup. Top, you know. Yeah. Starting lineup yeah. if I were to start a franchise.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, Jay, you got a list for us? Yeah. First, Kawhi. Best two-way player in the game. Second, I don't know. I mean, I think I'd have Ye- five just cause, but I wouldn't have two. Uh, two, I'd probably have KD. Uh, he's still young, relatively. Uh, three. I know LeBron's over the hump, but I still think he's the best player in the world. He is the best player. Uh, he's not. He's not washed. He's he's. No, nah, it like it kind of no, like Kawhi people... is the best player. Shut up, Urban. No, LeBron <laughs> is the the best player right now. Yeah. No, we went I, over this. this. All we right, went over that's this. an argument for another day. Keep going. Four, uh, <laughs> K- uh probably Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's in a clutch time. I, he's the best player. Uh, and then five, I'm gonna be throwing out one that you guys won't have: Damian Lillard. Disgusting. Ooh. Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like mean, what those, he I mean, Woody had
1: 60 points the other night, but I don't know. His team couldn't get done. He still got the loss. Sucks. His team sucks. But, he but When you're be dropping 60 out. points, I mean, you should try to get at least a W. Someone, he's, he's, he's
0: trying to get his. I don't blame him.
1: But no, like when, right, the, when a player on the team is getting 60 points, you're supposed to kind of like um, boost the morality of the rest of the team. You know, they see you getting 60 points. You're supposed to like bring them up. Pick their head up, try to get them some more points as well. But you know,
0: yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, but and to counter that, Harden does that exact same thing, but he definitely of anyone besides really <laughs> Westbrook because they're <sighs> best friends, I guess. No, I just to see assist, like the rest assist. of the
1: season. That's um, what pisses me off. Yeah,
0: Harden's a stat stuffer. Harden's not, he doesn't play for the team. Yeah, I agree. Don't have if you have him in your top five, – no, definitely, definitely not. Spence, let's Jake, see your Jake. Jake, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Okay. I want to go last. All right, so I'm gonna have Giannis number one. He is the the most upside, and like he's just the youngest superstar he's out of everybody. So I think, yeah, having a, a team built around Giannis, you in you're in a great you're in a great position. Two, I'm gonna go Kawhi. He's the best player in the world. There's really no further explanation needed. Three, I'm gonna go Doncic. Um, I mean, three is a little overrated, but I think he's he's bound to That's be fair. a superstar in this league. Um, and then two that haven't been said yet, but I think I like a big man star uh, to work around because guards are somewhat easy to find. Big men are to find a dominant big man is like pretty huge. Um, so first, I'm gonna go AD. I think he could easily be, like, second on this list. but And then following him, I'm going to go with Embiid. I really – I love watching Embiid play, although I don't like his personality at all. and He could easily yeah. – uh, he could be a cancer in the locker room. But I think start on the floor, uh, if you start a team around him, he could really, really help your team. And I just want to give a couple, like, uh, honorable mentions. I think if Durant was healthy – I would definitely have him on the list, um, like Jokic, and even like Devin Booker. I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, Deep Book though so, is is really good this year. But I, a lot of you guys are two, both of you had LeBron. I I just can't. He's he's a little too old. You can only have. He's like yeah. He'll only be uh, dominant for like a few Four, more years. And I'm, I'm talking about like dominant on the future. Like all my guys are under maybe. Twenty-eight or something. No, yeah, what I understand
1: where you're is. coming from. You're trying to look for the future. Yeah, I was
0: doing so more about so. right now, like like a present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, Spence, Spence. Let's hear your list. So I'm gonna agree with you from the standpoint of when I'm looking towards the future. I'm gonna basically grab everyone that's basically under 25 years old. So I'll start with Giannis clearly is the most upside of any player that's under 25 in my opinion just needs to get that shot um two I'm gonna go Luca you know just he he does everything I think he just gets needs to get a little more in shape and then he definitely can lead a team um I'm gonna say Trey Young just because he has that he has that it factor just like he's extremely young second year in the league has the Steph Curry range has great handle definitely um Goes about life the right way, especially for an NBA player. Just good to, I like watching him play. Um, I'm going to say four, Devin Booker, lethal scorer, um, can get guys involved in the pick and roll. And you see, especially when DeAndre Eaton was still playing, at least, you know, in the beginning of the season, uh, they've been doing damage. And D Books just, like I said before, he's a lethal. And then five, you probably, you guys probably won't agree with this, but um, I'm going to have to say Ben Simmons. You know, he doesn't have the shot yet, but he's so young, super talented, super athletic, super smart on the basketball court, great IQ. But once he gets that shot, I think he's going to be a top three player in the world. All right. Yeah, I like that. If he can get his jump shot going, I I can't see many people being able to stop him. I mean, just that tall point guard stature. Um, all right. So I, I like the variety of our lists, I think we can look back on this in a couple of years and laugh about it or craze some of our um, So yeah, that, that basically wraps up the sports uh, portion of our podcast. I want to move into more of like the pop culture and the like current stuff going on within whatever. Um, so one thing that caught my eye was this clothing line that uh, Nike came out with that uh, pairs with Saquon Barkley. And I mean, it was bound to happen. He's a superstar in New York. Everyone loves him. He's the face of the franchise. And I, I really like this uh, clothing line. Um, Jay, you mentioned this to me. So I want to start with you. What, what are your thoughts about this? pretty cool. It's so sweet. It goes sweet. Uh, that S with like the lightning bolt looks sick. Kind of awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's so dope. And I think it's a, there's a B in it. I don't know. You can make out a B, I guess. But yeah, no. he yeah, looks close enough. I, Yeah, I, I saw the hoodie. I saw the long sleeve shirt. Uh, shout out at the great one on Instagram. Hook me up, please, with merch. I know you can get some. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I love the Saquon shirt uh, with him. Uh, the black long sleeve. I don't know if you guys saw that. But it's yeah. sweet. I don't know if it's available to the public. I don't think so. It dropped like last Friday in New York City only. So I'm sure that it's gonna be tough for us to get our hands on it, but I'm sure like later in the year they're gonna potentially release more or release it online or whatever. For sure, Spence, did you get a chance to uh, check this out? The clothing line? I definitely did, and it's definitely a very cool, um, very cool logo. It definitely has uh, a cool piece of clothing. I definitely will in the future be checking out, but. The only question that I have of why it's Saquon. Don't get me wrong, Saquon is, you know, the, one of the best of the best running backs in the NFL. So but in Saquon terms of, New, yeah, but like in terms of uh, New York athletes, I'm surprised that Saquon got one earlier than Odell did in New York. Only because, in my opinion, Odell is far was far more electric and far more of a star in, in New York, both on and off the field, than Saquon was than Saquon is currently uh, yeah so I'm surprised he didn't get something before Saquon yeah I think the Odell is definitely more flashy and he he appeals more to like that fashion sense exactly but I don't know I, I think Saquon just he he won the hearts of the fans like he does everything right he he's not loud and he just goes about his business and I think so a lot of the fans were questionable with Odell, which is part of the reason he's in Cleveland now. I think they didn't get as attached to him, but I see where you're coming from from like the flashy sense. If I could, a uh, point. Yeah, just, yeah or go ahead. And then I'll. Um,
1: well, I think it's another reason. It might be just because of the money. Um, I know he's signed with Nike, but it's also I feel like if an athlete's doing like this, um, getting like a new logo and like a collection type thing. He probably gets like an extra bonus. I don't know how much they get, but I feel like maybe Nike and Odell were working up something and maybe Odell wanted too much money for what Nike was doing. And then, you Uh know, they said no to Odell. They talked to Saquon. They made it happen and Saquon agreed. So I think maybe it's because of the money, but that's my opinion.
0: Yeah. Also, I think, you know, Odell kind of set the precedent for... Uh, Nike athletes or Nike football, you know, having their own collection with the cleats. So, I mean, for Odell to kind of get the cleats first, regardless if it was in New York or Cleveland, uh, it was in due time. And I don't think that the Saquon thing was, uh, I don't think it was a mere, just like the fact that the Saquon thing happened after uh, the second collection happened after Odell's shoes came out. Uh, I, I still think that, you know, it doesn't matter if Odell got it in Cleveland or New York. Uh, now that the NFL is kind of, or that Odell set the president for uh, NFL Nike athletes, uh, this will be kind of moving forward. We may
1: see some more athletes having these NFL collections. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll see a lot more these i like i'm looking forward to because like you talk talking about that long sleeve earlier it's it's fire it's straight up you know you could wear that. you could wear that on a date you know the girl's gonna ask you what's that you're gonna you know it's it's a good conversation sparker He's but that yeah guy, for sure. For sure it's it's a fire thing. so <laughs> hopefully yeah, we do see a little bit more of a some collections like this all right for sure
0: saquon uh helping Irv out on with his girl's game. Um, you know. <laughs> so, I want to talk about something that was really interesting last night. So, Tyler, the creator, at his festival, I think it was in... I don't know where it was. It's called, like, Camp Vlog or something. And so, he he's known to be, like, good friends with Frank Ocean or an ASAP Rocky and that group. So, a lot of the fans were expecting uh frank ocean to be the headliner of his festival especially with frank um alluding at a possible album coming out and so when drake came out and headlined the uh the festival he was met with a harassment of booze from the crowd like i saw a video of it it was just uh, like super loud booze get off the stage blah 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 and I think it was just so disrespectful, but it's interesting um, that Drake, being such a figure that he is, would get booed off the stage. He literally had to walk off the stage halfway through his set. So, Urban, I want to go to you first. What were your thoughts on this?
1: Um, first off, um, I want to say the concert was at Dodger Stadium, by the way. Okay. Um, and it just like Tyler, the creator, he couldn't have said it better. He said the fans were assholes it's it was very disrespectful for you know i think earlier a couple of weeks ago i don't know what news outlet but they named him the greatest artist of this decade like the best Billboard. i think so. something like that yeah. yeah and um to do that those fans just to boo drake off like that shows that in this business you can kind of get hated like in an instant like it, like it shows kind of like our power as like the listeners that if we don't want something, we can kind of just like get rid of it in a way. But huh. it was just really disrespectful because you know Drake is gonna go down as one of the greatest rappers of all time. But I yeah. like um. But the Frank Ocean thing, I don't know what they were expecting. I just I didn't think he was gonna be there
0: either. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Hey, Spencer. I mean, I, I agree with Irvin. Um, I mean, uh, Tyler, the creator, said it best in his tweet. I mean, they, he said basically they were all just super disrespectful. And, I mean, I agree with Irvin, too. Like, as a fan, especially in that instance, you kind of have um, – it seems like you kind of have a little more power than you would think just because of, like, if you have every other fan on your side, you kind of can just, like, kind of get away with whatever you want because there's such a large pool of you. But at the same time, it's just it's just not right. Like he's he's one of the best artists of our lifetime, at least. And yeah, there's no, there's no reason for him to get booed off the stage, especially a event of that magnitude as well. So it was, yeah. Pretty, it was pretty. Yeah, fabulous. what do you think? Yeah, kind of going back to Irvin's point. Uh, people have favorites. People it depends on the time, the scenario, the situation. So kind of, you know, it's I wouldn't take it personally if I was Drake. It's kinda of obviously disrespect and nobody likes being chirped at, but at the same token, I mean Drake was artist of the decade, so I mean he, he's I, th- I think Drake realizes probably that, you know, there's haters everywhere and you know, just listen to what you want, you know, in one era, out the other. Yeah. And it I'm was gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I think I'm not saying that it was right, but I think like I wasn't surprised is the main point because mainly because um... well they didn't know like that, Tyler the Creator they didn't yeah, know that Drake ahead.
1: was gonna be there like because if you look at the poster it,
0: no I know. they had
1: like a, a like a little flag covering like the name of like their special yeah my guest. point
0: was that a lot a lot of the time I don't want to like stereotype but Tyler the Creator fans are gonna be Um, Kanye fans and which relates to Pusha T fans and that whole beef with them is still not uh, figured out yet so I think that that uh, fan base is still really really against Drake and I think I mean obviously it's not right but I think I wasn't surprised and I'm I kind of like the uh, the chirping and the back and forth between I find that very entertaining and also um like the the support that drake got was really cool like on social media i know um tyler the creator went on a rant about it how it was disrespectful and things and jid um stepped up for drake and dj academics of course covering the story said drake was like he talked to drake about it he wasn't even bothered by it like whatever the case is so i think i i like the uh the friendly banter there any uh, last thoughts on that um I just
1: saw something recent that Tyler like he updated his bio on Twitter. He said um his bio is now embarrassed by fans right now. I saw that. Um you know like, Interesting. it's it's like back again with all that ranting and social media is like really powerful nowadays.
0: So yeah, for sure. It's definitely powerful if you have 8.3 million followers. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Um so that, that was pretty interesting and staying on the topic of social media it's been a big story recently like the past month speculation of instagram removing the uh the like feature um whether it be because of like people are obsessing over it and like it's causing like mental health issues and stuff like that like people comparing whatever the case is or just like you know instagram models like making their living off of this yeah it's it's ridiculous there's a bunch of perspectives on whether um, whatever this like feature is good, bad. But the bottom line is, I think Instagram within the next week or two is going to remove this ability to like. Or I don't know. I don't think it's going to remove the ability to like, but I think it's the ability for I you to see to how see it right? likes. I think that's how. It's so, gonna it's, work. so it's it's
1: going to be. The owner of the account will still see their own likes, but the followers
0: won't know the count. Right. Okay. So yeah, what what do you guys think of this? It's pretty interesting. It's I because like we're talking about
1: like the models how they like make their money off. I think that won't change a thing because if they still see the likes, they'll get the likes. They'll still bake make the money. So I don't think it's just um, a lot of people like I'll say oh she got that many likes he got that many likes so it's kind of like gonna like tone down the conversation about that you know kind of like comparing oh I got this many likes I got that many likes yeah. but I don't think it's gonna change a lot I think models will still make that money you know yeah I can see that
0: Jay what do you think about this I don't know from like our perspective cause I think mean it's yeah you know it, it would be I think the comparing thing I guess it does cause like mental health and stuff kind of the world being soft my opinion but I don't know it's just it's just different and you know I think Instagram kind of separates themselves a little bit from other social media platforms this is just one way of them doing it right Spencer I agree with both Irvin and Jay. I mean, there's not really much to say about it. Like, obviously, it can be an issue for people that make it an issue to themselves. But, like, if you really don't pay any attention to the likes and, like, if you just post a picture and say, hey, like, as long as people are seeing it, that's cool. It honestly depends on the person, but I understand why Instagram is leaning towards this idea. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It definitely depends on the situation, but I think it's cool that, that Instagram is, uh, setting themselves apart and because you know that like culture has been a big big thing these past couple of years and every it seems every social media is copying that you know facebook has it i know they didn't copy but facebook has it twitter has it, and it's just it, everything's about the likes the likes and i think this could add a cool uh perspective the,
1: like thing. who knows you know um other social media platforms might follow in the footsteps of instagram Right. And, you know, we might just, like, completely shut down likes, favorites, all that stuff. And just go, like, because it kind of, like, wipes out the likes and how many you're getting. But mainly you're just going to focus on, like, the content that's being shared. So I think that will be good.
0: Right. All right. Any other uh, last-minute topics you guys want to bring up? Um not really you know we're looking forward to the NFL game tonight
1: it's gonna to be a good one gonna get some popcorn
0: alright so with that I will be uh, signing off thank you guys for joining me tonight this was fun yeah definitely
1: thank you guys again follow our social medias all that you know shout out shout out on, on about twitter, twitter maybe. on twitter at urban you know the vibes everybody
0: links down below all right, guys. Until next Follow week, me. thanks. At the great one. Yep. Alrighty. All See right. All right. Good night, boys.